0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings, I was in one of our roundtables just this last week, and this was a question that was asked, and so I'm going to use that question to ask you the same. The question that was asked was, are you okay with no longer being addicted to being needed? What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. I'm your host. Today, I've got Craig Leslie here on the King stage. My brother, Craig, how we doing? Doing great, Chaz. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, man. I appreciate guys like you that are in the mode, but flexible humans. <laughs> we, have, <laughs> we have tried our darndest to get this show recorded a couple of times, but but here we are, man, and I'm excited. So tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. Yeah, it's actually happening. So yeah. um,
1: I've been involved in multiple businesses, but right now I own and run a coffee, tea, and spice company. We have multiple brands, we have San Diego coffee and then the bean coffee company, which is an all organic line, mainly sell the San Diego brand wholesale in San Diego. And then the bean is our e-commerce, Amazon
0: D C brand. Yeah. I love that. You know, the, the industry that you're in has only gone up. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Highly competitive, but has only gone up. And so I, I've got some interesting. Questions and hopefully you'll be able to give some incredible value to the listeners. I, we'll get the journey and the story, but my first question is always the same, Craig. I got to know you don't just build not one but multiple businesses successfully without having something on the inside that just is screaming pretty loud. It's, I call it a burning desire, same as thinking grow rich. What's yours? Yeah, you know, I think it's
1: seeing opportunity and success. I I love seeing things get built, so. Yeah. we sold a company in the last couple of years. And in my mind, like we built it to the point where I knew how to build something. And then it was like, okay, now it's time to go back and build something again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you find the value in, because what you just said was actually multifaceted. It was, I love to build. And I was recognizing that maybe it could have been built differently or better or bigger or whatever from the moment. But that there was a recognition of like i like this part of the building so i'm a builder but like i like this area of building would you say that's true and give us a little bit more detail there
1: yeah i think it's absolutely true i mean everyone has different skill sets mine is being very gritty and I really getting into the weeds and helping with the growth i don't mind getting my hands dirty that sort of thing but you know once you get to a certain threshold you got to get other people in there to understand, taking it from this mark to this mark. Uh, sure. Sure.
0: Yeah. And it's a, you know,
1: I feel like the beginning stages are the fun part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it, you think it's fun because
1: you're gritty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, it can be super tough and it can be super overwhelming to people. I mean, you talk to some business yes. owners and it's completely opposite. They're like, once we hit this threshold, I started having fun, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, I love seeing things grow and. I think that's it. Like it's, I like to see the success of it. And obviously there's ups and downs in all businesses, but yeah, at the end of the day, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. You
0: have to take a little risk. Yeah, absolutely. I relate to all that. And I know that many listeners do as well, but I, I want you, I'm sure you've probably thought about this, but I want the, like, what's the emotional piece to building for you? You know, like, okay, we get it. You're a builder. Why though? Why, why get up every day other than just like, I love it. Right. Like what's the love inside of it? Yeah. Yeah. Getting deep. You know, I think
1: it's, it's not just about me. Like we have employees, we have, you know, we have customers. It's about, it's about the whole ecosystem. So it's not, I'm not just getting up to work for myself. It's I'm getting up to employ people. And over the years, I've employed a lot of people. Yeah. And it's fun to see them grow as individuals. So it's, yeah, it's seeing everybody evolve together as a company.
0: Yeah. I love that, man. I think that everybody can relate to that. For you, was there a moment in time that like it crossed over from, like you said, maybe building for yourself to the whole ecosystem? Yeah, I think I've
1: always been pretty driven by helping others. So while yes, like financially in that realm for you know, making myself comfortable and working towards a goal. Yes. But I've always wanted to bring people along and I've been brought along in other businesses. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, you give and
0: people will give back. Totally. Yeah. There, there's a real law there. It's also too, like you mentioned it a few minutes ago is that like, I'm not just doing this for myself, but underneath that, it's like, you realize that there's like weight of responsibility on those people. But what you just said on the tail there was actually, I get to collaborate. It's not like me providing for them, although there is a major layer there and there's huge responsibility there. But it's also like, it sounds like you've got a great team because you're getting as much value from them as you're giving to them. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we have we, I've been in the restaurant industry, I've
1: been in consumer packaged goods, and we have a roasting factory. So we have a manufacturing side. So I've worked with individuals of all different levels. Uh, right. And everybody can
0: provide value, yeah. Uh, as long as you're willing to accept it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I want to I want to dig into some of that value and maybe even how you've been able to use your past experience. Give us a little bit of your road, okay? So you're like you said, you're in this business now, but like, what was it? What was Craig like before now?
1: Yeah, you know, I've I've been entrepreneurial my whole life. I started well, my brother and I. He's two years older than I am, so he was able to get a paper route at nine years old okay. and I negotiated <laughs> with them and I was only seven. So I, yeah. I wasn't allowed to technically have it. So we created a little secret, secret L- company within a L- little company. entity offshore accounts, I assume as well. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what's funded all my success. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I always had that drive. Like we had that company from the time I was seven until the time I was 18 and went off to college and growing up, like I never wanted to sit still. Like I had a landscaping business. I had a, I don't, you know, back in the day when they played those slideshows and at like sporting, yeah, award ceremonies. Like yeah. I create those. Like I just find ways to make money and to be entrepreneurial. Like all throughout my childhood, and then you know, a college I city marketing and entrepreneurship, and then once I graduated, I went and worked for a corporate five hundred company for a little bit. And then moved out to San Diego and actually got involved in a restaurant group. I was involved in the, that restaurant group until 2012. And then I was pulled into another small mom and pop restaurant, Had took equity in that and Dude. met my current business partner through that. We created nice. a really, really nice bond. He's been a mentor to me. He's brought yeah. me along and he was actually the one who owned the coffee company before I got involved. So, yeah, so I think that's where it's like you give and you get, get back. Right. That's right. That's, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't try all of these things and meet these people along the way Yeah, you know, had trials and tribulations. And yeah, so that's, you know, and then we started, I guess for the full journey through the coffee business, we started another bone broth company in 2015. Well, wow. It was all powdered bone broth. And then we exited that in 2021, that company's still around doing really well. I actually still advise on the Amazon front for them a little bit, and, nice. but it opened up a lot of free time for me to yeah. refocus on the coffee businesses, which over the yeah. past year, that's
0: really what I'm diving into and yeah. focus on. Yeah. I love, I love all parts of that. I got to pull out one, maybe odd question. But coming from a guy who's not college educated, mm. I, I I think I have a semester. Hey, I, I dropped out. I'm out. I mean, yeah, said, it's not. It's not for everybody. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I gotta know because you studied marketing and entrepreneurship. Yeah, and then eventually you became an entrepreneur. So I gotta know did you did you learn what it's like to actually be an entrepreneur in college, or was it was the actual entrepreneurship different? It's a mindset. It's
1: you know, I don't think you can be taught entrepreneurship. I mean, there's risk involved in it. There's right. You can only read so many textbooks, like especially on the marketing front, right? Like yeah. the marketing. You can books only I listen read, to so many podcasts, right? Exactly. And the marketing books I read back then probably are completely different now. But you know, I think the entrepreneurship was an amazing program because there weren't textbooks and it was very new back then. It was one of the first programs in the nation, and it was like how do you think outside the box or like, right. you know, really creating like our capstone project
0: was create a company. That's like, okay, yeah. where do we begin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and I guess like, I've just wondered, you know, cause you know, college is very you know theoretical and books. And so yeah. even, even what you've done here and, and shared with us sounds like they've used, try to use experience. And I don't want to make the podcast about, about, you know, College or educational purposes, but it's it's kind of why podcasts like this exist and lots of other business type of functions and events and advancing coaching and, and groups like Gathering the Kings, all of that, because there's not really a manual. <laughs> right. You
1: yeah. know, well, and I think that's entrepreneurship, right? Like, it's like, that's right. My manual would look very different than your manual. Like, that's right. You know, yeah. and it's every, and I can pick up things different. from your
0: manual and right. vice
1: versa. Course, yeah. And vice versa. Exactly. I mean, you know, I'm a, for e-commerce. I'm involved in a couple of different groups and it's like, everyone's always sharing these little nuggets of information.
0: And that's right. It's like, great. We're collaborating. Like, yeah, yeah. It's good so. stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Sounds good. So, so you're a stud. Okay, fine. We get it. Thanks for sharing. I want to <laughs> know in that journey, let's get into some nitty gritty. Give me a good decision that you've made, maybe with the exits or maybe it's with the coffee now. What have you done looking back? It's like I would do this over and over and over again. I think the best decision
1: is people, right? Like who you're working with. And that kind of goes on both of these answers because my first entrepreneurial experience out of college, I probably joined with the wrong people. And that's why I ultimately ended up leaving that group. Sure. But that's where I found my current business partner was after that, right? Like, so it's making sure you mesh well with the people that you're working with and you kind of have the same vision and goal but have different skill sets you can't have the same skill set as somebody else that you're trying to work
0: with yeah exactly okay so if somebody is you know considering a partnership or they're in a partnership and maybe they're even feeling like what you just said like we have the same skill sets we're not in alignment is there a way to salvage that or is it more of a like let's just recognize and move on what would be your experience there
1: I think you can definitely salvage it. I mean, you can always learn, right? I'm fortunate that my current business partner, he is much more numbers oriented and he's on the finance and accounting side and I'm much more operational and Amazon focused. So our relationship works very well from the start. I think where it is not salvageable is when you have very, very different ideas on where the company is going to go. Yeah, that makes sense. And that, and that was where, that was probably my biggest mistake because in the first company I was because it was very sexy. It was very cool what we were doing and we were getting a lot of press and it was great. But I was focused on we need to stop growing and we need to focus and really dial in our operations in this. And the other individual was completely opposite. Was like, no, I'm gonna go sign leases. I'm gonna do this. I'm doing to this. the moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like,
0: well, it's great if you have a ton of financing, but we don't. Yeah, so. yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think that there's, you know, uh, value alignment and and then vision alignment. You know, I think if there's value alignment to your point, I'm just kind of maybe clarifying this for the for the listeners that if you can take a look at your personal values, your family values, what your business values are. If you don't have them, you should you should have them. And if you align on those things, you could probably work out certain things and if you have a certain skill set that's the same it just means you need somebody else in the mix to kind of you know
1: yeah i mix it, mix it up it's not that you can't have the same skill sets but there's got to be either some overlap or there's got to be something else or yeah. bring somebody else in totally which you can always hire, yeah. so it's exactly uh, yeah. but i also think to to add to this whole question the exits while some people get like really, really excited about it, it is exciting to exit a company and I wasn't yeah. sure how I was going to feel when we exited. And we exited, we sold the restaurant in November and then we sold the bone Breath company in October, 2021. So it was like within a year span, we mm-hmm. sold two businesses. Yeah, Uh, which there was a time where like I had a little identity crisis. Like it was like, what do I do? And people would ask me. And we still have the coffee tea and spice company, so it's not like I didn't have anything to do. Yeah, but people would come to me and be like, "What are you gonna do now?" Like, I'm like, I still have another company. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But it's interesting that kind of the roller coaster of emotions. But yeah, the exits were they're probably the best thing that actually happened to me especially from a lifestyle balance and I have a 13 month old daughter and freed up a
0: lot of time to spend
1: with her, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's a big, that's a big angle here. I'm going to come back to that because I was just telling you actually, before we hit the record button that we just got back from our family mastermind cruise. And there's this idea that a lot of entrepreneurs feel that they're like on an Island and I'm like obsessed with my business and then like, ah, my family, my wife, my kids, my fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. But you can do it all. And so I'm gonna ask you another question about that here in a little bit. But on the decision making, I just really appreciate your perspective there on alignment and giving the the value piece, but also then like, hey, like if if this is really not gonna work, or if the values don't align, then then we gotta be able to move on. For you, it it wasn't just moving on, it was. I then met the people I was supposed to meet for my next venture. And then you even gave the, the the description there of exiting in a healthy way. Like it wasn't like you had to, you know, like it was a, like a divorce. You sold a company. Congratulations. But you still have that moment of like,
1: Oh,
0: (laughs) right. Yeah. 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 What, what now? So I'm excited. What, what is now? I, I know you have this other company, but like, what did you use in that moment to fuel forward?
1: You know, I, it's interesting because you really do go through an emotional shift, whether you share it with people or you don't share it with people. Like, you're, you know, I, it was three businesses running at the same time. And one, you know, was a restaurant, one was a relative, you know, brick and mortar and e commerce. And then we have the coffee, which is wholesale and e commerce. And it's like, so you're always moving in different directions. And, um, and you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I wasn't. And I didn't have people like asking me questions all the time. So that's it was right. Like a, she, yeah. It's a huge shift. You're like, wait, like, is this supposed to, someone's supposed to text me or call me or ask me, That's what, it was really redefining what I wanted, Yeah, which wasn't overnight. Like it took some time. And like, you know, I was always saying before the sale, like or during during the process was like, I'm going to jump into coffee. I'm going to get it back in. Like, we're going to focus on this because coffee was kind of on autopilot. Like we had yep. the wholesale side, we had the Amazon piece and it was yep. just you know, growing slowly. Plug and play, yeah. Yeah, we didn't have to do a lot, but the flip side of that is if I did spend some time on it, like we could see it go like this. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, it was really resetting my priorities, but it was hard. Like you wake up in the morning, you're like, I don't have any meetings today. Or, (laughs) you know, the water heater
0: isn't broken at the restaurant. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Especially coming out of an industry like hospitality where there is just constant fires. You know, it's interesting. I I was I was in one of our roundtables just this last week, and this was a question that was asked. And so I'm gonna use that question to ask you the same. The question that was asked was, Are you Oh shoot, I'm gonna mess it up. He said, Are you okay with no longer being addicted to being needed? I wasn't.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. And that was the biggest shift, like especially mentally. Now, now i am fine with it and it's actually it's helped me a lot right like especially yeah. with a new family like it's yeah your priorities shift and like i knew they would shift but you know i'm also very driven to succeed and for growth but that's right i'm reading a book right now and i'm drawing a blank on the name of it but it's about entrepreneurship and family it's yeah the, Well what is it? The family entrepreneur? I'll have to look it up, but I'll share it with you so you can put it in the show notes, but it's really good because it was kind of like grow, 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 grow. And they were setting these false expectations or growth goals. And eventually it was a family business and eventually they just broke. Right. And really stepped back and they're like, why are we creating these false goals? Like, what are we happy with? Like, do we really need to grow double this year, 20% this year, or right. can we just sustain where we're at, which has a huge mind shift like, I it think is. in the U S and probably worldwide, but like entrepreneurs, all you see in the headlines, right. is like, you need to grow, you need to grow, you need to grow, grow, grow and right. raise money and blah, blah, blah.
0: But yeah. You yeah. Know,
1: for a smaller business, it's really looking to see what are you happy with and what,
0: where do you need to be? Yeah. Yeah. It's a <clears throat> the growth is always going to happen in some some area. What you've described in that that season for you, the growth wasn't necessarily in revenue, but the growth was individually. Your identity, right. you were reinventing yourself the way that you thought was changing. And so there's always growth. It's just a matter of where are we heightened with our attention to be able to you know focus on whatever growth is applicable in that moment. I was just telling a, an entrepreneur just a couple of days ago, it's like, there's two seasons. There's there's like okay like think about like okay we're gathering the kings. Think about like wartime and kings. Like we got actual crowns and you got your army, I got mine. It's like there's like war season, right? Like we go out during war season to take ground and and overtake the next town over and take their things and their farm ground and and their oxen, cattle, and all this stuff, right? But if I, if I'm always in wartime, if I'm always trying to expand and never cultivating what I took then eventually supplies run out, resources dry up. The, the ground that we took is no longer valuable because we didn't pay attention. We didn't cultivate it. And so there's a season of back and forth, which you gave a beautiful word picture of there of being able to <clears throat> navigate the emotion piece of it. Because But it's real, 100% real, right? Right. I mean, the emotional
1: roller coaster you go through and I do some breath work, which helps me get through just the, thing, the thought process of it. I listened to a podcast last night. It was a it was a lady who sold her business after, I don't know how many years, but she decided she wanted to retire and, you know, kind of went through the same thing. Like she had an identity crisis Like when people like you or I asked her, it was like, well, what do you do? You know, well, we're like, what do you do? She can't say, well, I'm retired to right. us. Yeah. Like, but right. so it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting yeah, how, right we, the how we think it has to be.
0: Where we have these constructs or these, these belief frames that were given to us by somebody else, most likely, or we just conjured them up ourselves, but many of them aren't actually true. It's just what our current belief is, our current enlightenment, you know? Right. I, I appreciate your vulnerability in sharing maybe the difficulty of that time. I, I think it's, you know, whether the listener has exited and has had that moment or not, the, the reality is, is that it's not just machine work. It's not like just as a, as a successful entrepreneur, it's numbers and sales and growth and push, push, push. Although it, there's a lot of that regarding mindset, but also the flip side of that, the mindset is when it's stressful or when it's unknown or when you're reinventing yourself, sometimes it takes quiet breath work
1: <laughs> to right. get through it all.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. Okay. Tell us about a bad decision. Something that it was just not your hottest hour. Oh man. I'm sure I, I've got so many, but yeah, I think, I think
1: the biggest thing, my worst decision goes back to that first company that I was a part of. It was, there were times where I just went along with it. it went along with the ride and let sure. some of the decisions happen where I shouldn't have. And I should, I could have probably seen the writing on the wall a little bit sooner. Then I did, you know, and it was, I got sued by the, like at 29, you know, which isn't it's like, oh, well crap, but it was a learning experience and it's like, all right, well, we go through that. It's a life experience, but on the flip side of that, as you guys know, like that's where I met my next business partner and I've been business partners with him since 2012. So I think with bad decisions, as long as you handle it properly good things
0: can come out of that. And it's a good learning experience. Yeah. You know, I, I, right before we hit the record button, we were talking about a couple of different things, but one of the things that you and I were mentioning was just that, you know, if you do good things long enough, we were talking about podcasting and YouTube and content and stuff, and you do good things with good intentions in a consistent way for a long enough period of time. In essence, you've planted good seeds and and a good harvest will come up. And so that's, essence what I'm hearing you say is that even though it was a bad choice of maybe partnering with this individual, or maybe and not aligning yourself with the right person, you were doing good things for a consistent period of time. And so even though this one little snippet of time wasn't the harvest, the harvest came later, which it always does. It always, 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 <laughs> right. always does. And, and so now you've been enjoying not necessarily easy harvest, but you've been enjoying a, a great partnership with somebody that you met through a tough, a tough circumstance, right? Absolutely. What would you say to the guy listening right now who's maybe in the thick of a bad decision? Like you, like you said, okay, I realize now that maybe I should have paid attention. There were some decisions being made. Maybe I shouldn't have been drug along. Like Going back to you in that moment, that guy's listening right now. What do you tell him? Hey, Kings and Queens, Chaz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, (laughs) all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms, or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights so let's do this let's help each other let's help each other grow
1: talk to other people i think that like i harnessed a lot of it myself and on the outside everything looked rosy and
0: it looked like everything you know with the relationship was good was um, that ego blinding you you think or was that just like yeah keeping up the jones type I mean, feeling
1: uh, a little bit of, i think it's a little bit of a mixture it's it, yeah i think one it's not understanding how to be vulnerable. I mean, I was in my oh, right. early, early twenties, you know, yeah. now that's in good. my late thirties and I've learned like you can talk to people and other people have gone through as well. So that's right. ask questions and, you know, if you're not sure, ask people, like it doesn't have to, you don't have to ask your business partner, but ask, ask other people that you trust and you can talk to about it.
0: Yeah, and ideally, you do trust your business partner.
1: But in this don't. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah. saying I'm always saying like in the bad decision. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. I'm with you. I just had to make a little poke there.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I talk
0: to my business partner all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think that that point of vulnerability is right, and it's also you gave a huge little piece there of like being just youthful and not really understanding the value of vulnerability or sharing or asking for help, raising a hand. I think that's what actually keeps entrepreneurs stuck for so long. Even if they're not stuck and they're having success, what happens is eventually, and maybe you can relate to this, is that you you isolate yourself, it, the, you know, the lonely at the top feeling. And so, okay, so I've accomplished all this stuff, and I'm in my 20s or whatever, but I'm all by myself, basically. I might even be surrounded by a bunch of people, team members, family members, whatever, but really in my mind, at the level of decision-making that I'm at, I'm by myself because I haven't been vulnerable. I haven't asked for help. I haven't joined, you know, a a group, like you said, of e-comm business owners where I can, you know, go back and forth. What would you say to that guy who's like isolated and all by himself?
1: Join groups. I mean, this can go back to after I sold the, or we sold the companies. It was, there were lonely points because it was like, you're not needed anymore every day. So that's actually when, you know, I was a part of other groups, but there's a couple other econ focus groups that I joined and it's like, whether it's Slack or whether it's, you know, work groups or like now we have a contingency of probably 25 to 50 ecom business owners that try to get together once a month for breakfast or lunch or last night, we had a happy hour and That's it's cool. create a community cause it's, yeah. you can't do it alone and you're going to be lonely. Like a lot of entrepreneurship. You know what we see in the press is not on, not necessarily entrepreneurship. Like there's a lot yeah. of businesses that are one man businesses, two man businesses. Right. That's right. And that could be that can be very lonely. So like build your network outside of your business, whether it's friends, family, or
0: econ groups or
1: masterminds.
0: Yep. Yeah, they're all available. Okay. I want to I want to switch over here. I want to uh, get to our speed round. Ask you some kind of not related at all practical questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In in this e-com space, this coffee space, tea space, what's the number one KPI? If you could only pick one forever and ever to track, what would you track? That is tough.
1: I think it's lifetime value, especially okay. for coffee, because coffee is such a subscribe and save product. And I know that does right. not go across the entire e-com business, but- I have customers that have been with me for 11 years and like they have my cell phone number. So it's like, if they need something, they can call me. So that says a lot. Like obviously there's all these KPIs, whether it's marketing or growth or whatever that you can do. But I think the one that probably makes me feel the best or validate the business is the lifetime of the customer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, there's a lot of value in knowing what that value is. It also speaks to a lot of other things going on in the business. So I, I think that's a good one. Good choice. What about a business resource? <clears throat> Podcasts, you said you listen to those often. Maybe it's a book that you've read. Something that you can share that we can go pick up and, and get some value from.
1: Yeah, so there's, I mean, there's two groups that I'm involved in. Both are for seven and eight and larger figure brands. They're both e-commerce focused. One is e-commerce fuel, great network. And there's people who have been in e-com since e-com was born. So there's people who have seen every aspect, so I love that group for that. The other one that just started probably within the last six months to a year is workspace six, it's a, okay. a slack, a slack group and yeah. it's awesome. And that's actually where I was talking about the happy hour last night and breakfast and stuff, like it's a yeah. group, there's people worldwide, but they've also created city segments, so sure. now it's helped us build that community and You know, some of us compete, some of us are in different businesses, but it's all relative and we can all share similar stories and help each other out.
0: Yeah. You just dropped several very easy on ramps that we could probably spend multiple podcasts on, but I want to try to pick at least one or two of them. You said that, I heard you say, number one, that you're in two groups. So there's people listening right now that aren't in any sort of connection or community or mastermind or trade specific type of group. What would you say to that person? And then the second thing I heard you say was that you, that you've gotten value so much so to where you're, you're collaborating with competitors. And so is that okay? Aren't they robbing your secrets? I mean, I know they're not, but like, give us, give us your thoughts there. So what would you say to the guy that's not part of anything? And then my second question about the competitors. Yeah. The first part. If you're not
1: involved, get involved. It doesn't matter what you join; it can be industry specific or it can be larger, right? Like it can, yeah, it could be gathering the kings, right? Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Could be gathering
0: the kings, right? But it's I wasn't. I had to. I had to steal the moment, but
1: absolutely. But no, it's true. It's like just join, join something because you're going to have yep. questions, and if you don't ask them, you're not going to continue to grow, whether it's personal or yep. business. Exactly, uh, and then. What was the second
0: piece? The, your, your, your competitors, oh, are, are right. they stealing from you in the groups? Come
1: on, crap. I mean, there's no secrets in e-com. You know, I think I, there's are there no things. secrets
0: in business? That's true, too. <laughs> right? Right? I mean, yeah. we think that they're secrets. It's just things that we just don't know yet. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, hide your recipes. Don't give your recipes away. Right. But, you know, I, I talked to somebody the other day, and I've, wor- I've worked on Amazon since 2012. But I was like, Hey, do you mind sharing your launch guide so I can see how you do it? And he's like, yeah, here you go. And, you know, it's, it's sharing because the world's big enough for all of us to succeed. So it's, you know, and there's actually a competitor that I'm looking at collaborating with to a standpoint, like he needs help roasting some coffee. I'm like, all right, well, I'll roast it for you. But like, right. you know,
0: so it's, you can be friendly competitors. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that you've kind of scratched a little section. I mean, we always hear about, you know, the big business owners and their cutthroat and you watch a movie, you know, like founder about, you know, Ray Kroc and how he cut off the McDonald's brothers. And what I have found actually is that the bigger the business owners, typically, not always, but typically the, the more success that someone has, the more willing they are to share or to slow down oh, and I,
1: secrets. Yeah. I'd agree on that wholeheartedly. I mean, you look at some of these groups and the people who respond to questions more often than not are the larger businesses.
0: Yeah, when when they, have more the, when res- they don't they have need more to
1: resources too, right? When they don't need to, and they have more resources, right? Like they, yeah. if they don't know the answer, they can go to whoever runs that department to understand like what the answer
0: is. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Okay, let's get to that family question I was telling you about. I yeah. kind of hinted at my beliefs earlier, but. The word balance is, is not in my vocabulary. And what, I'm, what I am a friend of is, is obsession. And I know that I've been successful in business because of my obsession and my, like, my extreme devotion. That's the definition of obsession. And so what I'm trying to do is apply that same extreme devotion to my marriage, to my children, to my everything else. What would you say that you've done alongside of all the things that you've got going on to be obsessed in those areas also? I think it's a work in progress. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's I'm I'm not the best at it. I try to be, uh, and I want to be obsessed with it. I want to be there all the time. And like, as my daughter and you know future kids grow, I want to be at every soccer game or every baseball game or whatever it is, and give them the same devotion that I have given to business. Right, right. But it's a big mind shift. Like, have I done great over the last thirteen months? Yeah, I think so. Like, I'm there a lot, but. Could I do better at some things? yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah, and no one's perfect, yeah, you know, but I think in the last month, talking to other entrepreneurs and and or people in corporate America, like I feel like there's some sort of shift going on where it's like family is just as important, if not more important than your business, right. so yeah. i hope I hope that people can. Understand that because without your family, you really don't have anything.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think the old school, you know, grind because we have to, you know, think about our generation, the generations ahead of time, you know, the, the boomers. And then before that, it was basically the depression. And so right. it's like, okay, well, there was real survival like here. Like we, we need to like buckle down in and, and order for there to even be a family, grandchildren right. and so forth rent food on the table. We have to like really, really, you know, pay the price here. And so, yeah, you're right. I think that we are reaping a lot of that reward now. And so we, it doesn't have to be, we have to X, Y, Z to be able to get, you know, the, the same result. And on top of that technology has allowed us to have leverage. And so that's the, probably the biggest point there is you can still have an incredible econ business and, and make probably 10 times as much money as if you didn't know that style of business, but you're just pulling a bigger lever, making more money with less time. Right. So for the entrepreneurs that right now are maybe getting started, they haven't been able to like really pull the lever of, you know, there's leverage in building a team. There's leverage in in duplicating yourself through that team. There's dev- there's leverage in knowing how to operate your time. There's leverage in, in resources, having money to put into effect, whether that's in other investments or investing in your business. If that guy's not there yet, what do you tell that guy to do?
1: Oh. That's hard because we've all been in that situation you and I have been in that situation, right? It's yeah, that's right. There is a component of grinding and you, that's how you started this podcast, right? Yeah. Right. And you have to give what it takes, but don't let that pigeonhole you because I think that actually ties into loneliness, right? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: If you don't make time for yourself or your family or your friends, you're going to be miserable and right. you're not going to be successful. Like you need to step back at times. You know, I listened to a podcast yesterday that was saying that, I forget if it was a lady or the the host, but they were saying that now they try to get off at four and yeah. they end their day at four every day or at least a couple of days a week because the incremental free time that that gives them to spend with their family yeah. is
0: and Make die. Sure more productive. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's there's an understanding there of even just mental health. I think that category opens us up to a bunch of things that probably I'm not in alignment with. However, here's what I mean is that you have to fight for mental space as an entrepreneur. Really as people but but as entrepreneurs and so like having think time on the calendar and being able to step away out of my office environment and put like high-level thought towards my business or my family or whatever it looks like. That's that's the the space that we've got to create that you're talking about, really. Yeah. A- and I- what that does, even for someone who works for us, <laughs> is it gives them the ability to come back tomorrow at a hundred x. Because not only do we care, but then also in addition, they're just they're just better as a, yeah. as a person and in their mind. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And I think to that guy or gal that we're talking to, right? Like,
0: listen to people
1: that you trust. And Don't listen like. Don't listen to everything else you hear in the media about entrepreneurship or business or anything like, you know, there's a lot of saying like, don't work in the business, work on the business. And it's like, right. well, there's truth to it, but there's also a time period where you do need to work on the, or work in the business and yep. it's going to happen more often than not. But you're going to read yeah. these books that tell you not to and articles that say not to. And it's like,
0: yeah. Sometimes you just have to do what's necessary. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think that that's, it's super, super healthy to have that perspective because I'm not only in agreement with you, I've done these things because you know you can say, okay, well, I'm going to start from the top and build the company down and I'm going to pick my number two and I'm going to pick my leadership team. And and you can do all that pre-revenue if you have resources. Right. It, and if you don't, that's okay. You got to start the business and you, you got to figure out how to go get the client. And then you gotta service the client, whatever your product or service is. And, and then once some revenue comes in, the resource, then you can start maybe putting some pieces of the puzzle in place. But there's gonna take just a moment in time where and maybe that's two weeks, maybe that's two years, I don't know. But yeah. I think that once you know some of these things, you know, the puzzle can actually be put together quite a bit faster, but it's still the same pieces, if that right. yeah. Yeah. I agree with you.
1: I also think one thing that I did not adhere to, which is probably a bad decision of mine at one point, was Make sure you're paying yourself, it's a li- you know, some sort of wage, because yeah, most entrepreneurs will put other people first or try to grow their teams before they're ready to, or don't, ha- or they're not paying themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. There's a, there's an angle there for sure. For the listener who's not paying themselves, but there's money there. Like there's a difference between like early stages. There's no money. I'm grinding. I'm delaying gratification. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you have a business and there is money, but you're not paying yourself a salary for what it is, the work that you're doing, and but you are paying someone else a salary. And that's like, okay, well, wait a second. You're the owner, you're doing work, but then there's ownership. So there's a whole nother mindset there around how the business is structured and how things are paid. But that's a great point. I'm so interested now because of your perspective of exiting on what you're going to say. My question is this. If you had the opportunity to whisper in the younger Craig's ear, what would you say? Wow, that's, it's a
1: good one. Probably believe. Believe what? Because, well, I think, you know, there's a lot of people who tell you, you can't do it. There's a lot of people who tell you this isn't going to work or like when I was having that issue in the first company, like Mm -hmm. family was there, but other people were like, why are you doing this? Like, why would you leave? Like, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, if you feel it really just believe in your gut and believe in
0: yourself that you're going to make the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> if I had to boil all success down to one thing, I think that would be it. In all <laughs> I picked the right answer. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the answer, I mean, yeah, I guess I would probably be of similar mind is what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. The answer could be whatever you want. I actually, it's funny. I'll say this, I'll say this for the first time on the air, but one of my team members who's part of the production team she was like hey i've heard you ask a similar question like this like a lot of times what what's your answer i'm like <laughs> "Buy bitcoin by apple by you know, she was like no right. no what's the real answer i'm like okay <laughs> right, but yeah. i think you gave a great job there of of helping us understand what the real meaning of it is and and, and it really is belief because belief then spurs into the decision which then spurs into persistence which in you know, all the things that you've done after all that to then have the success that you've had. So all, you can't have any of that without first having that, that conviction or the belief that you had in yourself. So I appreciate you sharing. Craig. Okay. A couple things we got, we got, I need to know how to find your coffee and your tea and anything else that you're associated to. I need to know how to find you because maybe I'm listening right now and I want to connect with Craig and I think he's a cool guy. How can we find you?
1: yeah super easy so uh, my email is craig at craigblesley.com feel free to reach out to me there linkedin it's just craig leslie and then the coffee websites are san sandiegocoffee.com that one should be pretty easy and then the other one is thebeancoffeecompany.com and then we also have a very very small brand but in my opinion some of the best spice blends in the world it's called Lux spice that one you can get on amazon so okay and luck spice uh, go and support my past company lono life which is
0: powdered bone broth so yeah there you go lots of stuff you can eat and drink (laughs) i was gonna say lots of consumables you might just get us hooked i don't know maybe we'll be on a subscription (laughs) there we go (laughs) that's ideal that's ideal value that's right i was gonna say you already said it so i appreciate that craig you've been incredible man i I love your story i love your vulnerability just sharing some of those moments there success and failure but I'm glad that I personally know you and I'm thankful that you were here to share some value. We wish you nothing but blessing and success in in all that you have your hands to and probably all the new other things that eventually you'll end up doing (laughs) at another point in your life. So, Yeah, one day. I appreciate you being
1: here. Yeah, Chaz, thanks so much. It was a lot of fun.
0: Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself doing it all on your own carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1000 Kings. Talk soon.